and welcome to episode 145 of the Disney Park Princess podcast. I'm your co-host, Sarah. I'm Charlotte. And Heather is going to be joining us. She's not here right now. She is actually very busy booking uh, galactic cruiser reservations for her clients. And if you've been paying any attention or if you are one of our travel agent listeners, then you know <laughs> the drama that has been booking the Galactic Star Cruiser recently. So hours and hours and hours and hours and hours on hold for these guys. Um, I regret my decision, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> it's golly, it's, it has been a week and a half with Disney. So yeah, you know, yeah. I, it, they, as you know, typical Disney fashion, they made a release, it didn't work right. So, yeah. it is what it is. Yeah. Uh, that's that. But Heather will be joining us for the main topic this week, which is going to be how has planning for your Disney trip changed with the advent of Genie, Genie Plus, and all of those things. So we're going to be getting into all of that a bit later. Uh, but first up, we have news. Speaking of Genie Plus. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so last week we said that we announced that uh, Disney, the Genie Plus would be, I keep wanting to say Disney Plus. <laughs> I know, plus right? Throwing yeah. me off. They uh, love that plus. <laughs> so last week we announced that Genie Plus will be one uh, ride on each attraction in one day. Did I say that right? Um, one attraction per credit, I guess, if you want to Yeah, per person per day. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You can only ride um, it once. <laughs> right. But now we have a date that Genie Plus will be uh available for your park visit and that is october 19th next week that's right yeah so that's coming up yeah real soon yeah um and again we'll get into all of sort of how is this going to change things and what is going to be rolled out exactly and all of that stuff sort of in the topic which heather's going to be joining us for so we'll get to that in just a minute um in other news um because the galactic star cruiser and the genie plus rollout weren't enough some genius <laughs> at Disney Cruise Line said, hey, what about us? <laughs> we got stuff. And they announced that they are going to be opening the early 2023 sailings starting on October 14th. So yeah. just two days well, for Platinum Cruisers. It's one of these sort of, you know, each day it's a different rollout. And then everybody gets to book on October 21st. Um so that's fascinating. Um, again, did I mention that I don't regret my decision to not be travel agent anymore? <laughs> love you. Love my clients. Love you. Love you. Love you. Happy to support you through all of this. So glad it's not me. Uh, okay. So the dream is moving to, because so one of the big questions was, well, now that we have the wish that's setting sail in 2022, what is that going to mean for the other ships? And so we have a little bit of a better picture of what this is going to look like, right? Right. So it's going to be the wish and the fantasy sailing out of Port Canaveral. The wish is going to take over the shorter cruises, the three and four night cruises, and the fantasy is going to continue to do seven night sailings. The dream is then moving to Miami. Mm -hmm. It's going to do sailings out of Miami. The magic is going to be moving to Galveston and or New Orleans, depending on the day for this. This is just for this season. I'm not saying these are permanent movements. I'm just saying this is for this early 2023. This is what it looks like. And then the wonder, as predicted, is moving to the West Coast and will be sailing out of San Diego for the early 2023 sailing season. So, yeah, I I mean, I like it. I think that it new ships leads to new itineraries and, mm -hmm. places, you know, new places to go that 
you've never been or that you haven't been to in a long time with Disney. Um, it's it's rare to have a ship on the West Coast with Disney. And, I, you know, I just think it's a good, or at least the Southern West Coast. Um, I think it's a good change. So Yeah, yeah. I love to see the ships sort of, you know, spreading out a little bit, you know, getting yeah. a little more uh, so that more people from different places have access to them. I think that's great. I do think it will be very interesting to see what happens in the summer of 2023, but we're not there yet. <laughs> so, Thank goodness. We'll, <laughs> yeah, what, exactly. Yeah. Amen. Um, all right. And then last but not least, and this is exciting news, you know, to all of us who love the characters so much, character experiences are returning to Walt Disney World. Now, Obviously, the character cavalcades have been in place, and that has been a character experience. But this is a more this is a one on one character experience that is returning. Still, no hugs or autographs. We're not there yet. Yeah. <laughs> it's we're still in a pandemic, and still not a good idea to be like hand and stuff back and forth willy nilly yeah. to the poor characters. Um, however, the princesses are returning to Princess Fairytale Hall. Minnie Mouse is returning to her red carpet dreams oh. at Disney's Hollywood Studios, which I know you love. I love, I love her red, I carpet, love red dreams. carpet dreams. Uh, Disney, the Disney Junior characters are returning to the courtyard, also at Hollywood Studios. And then over at the Magic Kingdom, Mickey himself is returning to his theater at Town Square. So, oh. Yeah, this is good. I'm, I'm happy about this. I mean, I'm happy that it's safe and yeah. it's still going to be, I'm not sure how close you know, they're going to allow you. I think it's still going to be like sort of a six foot kind of social distance type of situation, but you'll be, it'll be a, it'll be an individual interaction. I like that. Yeah. Although I have been a fan of this. So they're keeping the cavalcades. That's the other good news. They're keeping the cavalcades. cavalcades, But like the pop-ups that, you know, like I saw Winnie the Pooh at the butterfly garden. I believe that they are going to continue those. Yeah. I believe they're going to continue those is how I interpreted the announcement. So I was happy to see that. Um, So yeah. So these are just, this is almost considered sort of separate from that. These are individual character experiences. So I like it. Really, really happy about that. Yeah. Um, so that's it. Coming up next, it, Heather is going to be joining us. She's ready to go. She's finished. She's off the phone. She's had her smoothie. <laughs> good. Blood sugar's back up. She's good. She's ready to go. <laughs> uh, so stay tuned. Coming up next for our planning tips with the new Disney Genie system. Okay, we're back. And we have Heather. Hello, hello, here I am. It's like magic. We were telling everybody that you were very, very busy dealing with all of the Galactic Star Cruiser. Uh, I have a word for it, but it's not family friendly. Nonsense. Um. <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know what they said because I haven't been able to listen to the podcast yet. But yeah. my news for Star Cruiser is that I hate the Star Cruiser. The end. Yeah. <laughs> Period. The end. Yeah. She might not hate the actual Star Cruiser, but she hates the booking process pretty hard. I think everybody does. Everybody involved in the booking process at this point, I think, is feeling very strong feelings. Don't worry. <laughs> it only took me five hours and 58 minutes to today. What I need to, today. So today. It took you five not, hours. And how many, how many hours over the past week do you think? Oh, God. Well, I was on it at three days last week. And then on the 28th, I'll have to do it again. So, yeah. you know, I hate the Star Cruiser. Yeah, you've basically done nothing to Star Cruiser. <laughs> yeah. Or, yeah. Well, but on the 28th, you can book it online. 
Well, that's true. if it works, yeah. That's, yeah. Who are we you mean in about? the 30 seconds before the website crashes, you mean? Oh, yeah. <laughs> but, you know, but at least, hey, at least that's an option versus calling in, which is what it has been for the last week. Yeah. I, one day I have hopes Disney will learn people want to book things. They will call in. Your phone lines will be jammed. Maybe you should get more people. Yeah. Yeah. But, it's never going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> Agreed. I have hope. All right. So I have hope. <laughs> God bless you, Charlie. You're such an optimist. I love it so much. Um, okay. Let's get into sort of what is different now about planning a Walt Disney World vacation than pre-pandemic. Well, let's let, let, let's go back. Let's go like let's hop in the way back machine and go what it feels like 25 years ago before probably, this whole thing started 25 years ago yeah exactly when, like back when dinosaurs roamed the earth <laughs> <laughs> and nobody had ever heard of a coronavirus um okay. well the first thing that's different is no more 60-day window for fast passes I'm, I, I feel like can we do like a, a, a hallelujah like let's say a little say, first, like, i'm yeah. happy about that i'm very happy about that i am very happy about that yeah. It was, I used to get so stressed out. I mean, and eventually oh. I just stopped making them, which meant mm -hmm. I didn't go on a lot of rides mm -hmm. when I I visited. But I mean, I would get so stressed out. Two months in advance, I need to know what rides I want to ride, when I want to ride them. Like, can yeah. I just that always felt That always felt so crazy to me. Like, it was bad enough booking dining rooms. Like, like not only, you know, like I had to know 180 days in advance where I wanted to eat on a given day. You know? Right. Like that's now, not enough, only that, but, but I have to know exactly what ride I want to ride. I know. Like, just let me go. What happened to enjoying vacation? So I'm happy that that is over. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I've been a big proponent that I don't like, I didn't like the FastPass system. And I liked it before when it was Legacy FastPass. And I didn't like, I never liked FastPass Plus because of that yep. planning thing. So, yep. and I'm a planner. That's what I do. <laughs> but still too much, too much. Yeah. But when was the last time, like, I mean, well, maybe you travel with friends a lot. <laughs> Apparently she has friends other than us. I don't know, I don't, whatever. I don't, I don't accept that. I, okay. <laughs> rumor. I think it's a myth. I've never seen pictures. Um, but, you know, I don't know the last time that I planned a trip, either for myself, you know, with my husband and son or with you guys, that I actually made like a full day's worth of fast passes in advance. Um, I can tell you when the last time it was. It was when we went with friends a few years ago, and our other friend made all the fast passes for that us. That was seven years ago. Oh, was it that long ago? Uh, we need to go again. But um, one that person wasn't a few years ago, honey. That was like my child was much younger. Yeah, one I feel like the last time I did it was with like when my nieces. I would take them, and I'd be like, "Okay, well, we yeah. know we have to ride this, so let's get." You know, I would do it then, but right. Um, I don't usually do it for my family. Um, I mean, we I'll make some, but again, we have we have that luxury that we can go again. Right. Yes, we say all of this from the perspective of frequent travelers. Theoret in my case, theoretically frequent travelers. Right. <laughs> <It's been laughs> a long time. Um, but theoretically, I'll I'll start going again. Um, so yes, we. Yes, all of this is under the umbrella of the three of us that are talking on this podcast are incredibly privileged um, that we get to go all the time. But I think a lot of our listeners, you know, are probably also 
if, if not frequent travelers, they are repeat visitors, right. you know? So I don't think it's that different necessarily. Um, now there are people who just live for the planning process and I'm a little bit like that. Charlotte's very much like that. <laughs> um, and Heather wants nothing to do with any of it unless it's Paris. Um, <laughs> you know, I mean, I'll plan food. Food makes oh, me happy. Food. Well, no, yeah. That I'll do. That's different. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I have to eat. It's a necessity. I don't have to go on Splash Mountain. Right. Exactly. So there's the dates that are different, right? So it's no more 60 days, like Char says, no more 60 days in advance fast pass. But there's even some differences. You know, we were wondering, like, well, is there going to be a difference for on-site guests versus off-site guests? Ding, 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 ding. Yes, there is. Depending on your perspective, this is either a major difference or maybe not so much a major difference. I don't know. but. If you're staying on site at one of the official Walt Disney World resorts, you can make your Genie Plus selections and I have to remember to use the right terms. I was, I have to admit, I was giggling a little last week when, like, at one point you guys were still confused about the terms. And I was like, I'm just going to call confusing. it Fast Pass. It is Fast Pass, people. It is it's Max Pass. Why did we have to change don't call the it fast name? Pass, Charlotte gets mad if you call it Fast Pass. <laughs> it is going to forever be Fast Pass and or Max Pass, period, the end. Yeah, I don't. So you can make your Genie Plus selections um, at 7 a.m. through the My Disney Experience app if you are staying at a Walt Disney World reservation resort and have park passes for the park that day. Yes. Really I have pain. a question. Um, <laughs> do, can we make as many as we want at 7 a.m.? Or is it just one or two? So that seems to be a little unclear. <laughs> typical um, Disney. Typical Disney, yes. It's... It sort of harks back to the original fast pass, at least is what it sounds like, in that you can sort of only make them one at a time. Okay. And then once you've used or your window has closed, then you can make additional ones, which is sort of similar to Max Pass, right? Yes, yeah, so you can make one at a time. One at a time. Yeah. You're, yeah. Exactly. So it's it's the same it's idea. Max Pass. Yeah, it's max pass. Yeah. So I'm I can wake up at seven a.m. Yeah. from my bed while I'm, you know, somebody is hopefully making me coffee in the other room and I can. Or retrieving it from the club level, but yeah, sure. Either one, either one works for me. As long as I don't have to be the one doing it, I'm okay. Um, so I can wake up 6.58, get on my app, 7 a.m., go and pick one, any one that I want, and I have my first fast yep. pass ready to go. Now, if you are staying off-site, you cannot make your Genie Plus selections. And I'm going to make you, at some point, I will make you call them Genie Plus selections, at least for the purposes of this podcast, because I feel like it confuses listeners if you keep calling it Fast Pass. Um, but if you're off-site, you can't make your Genie Plus selections until you are physically standing in the theme park during official park hours. So, I mean, that's a pretty big difference. But here's what I want to know is, is there... Like different buckets of availability for on-site versus off-site guests. Mm. That's what I want to know. That's a good question because they they did have that for um, fast passes before. Even they would even hold some back for day of availability when you could book them in advance. Mm -hmm. So in, that's a good yeah, question. In Disneyland, when Max Pass was a thing, um, because they had Max Pass and also regular old school 
like old school fast passes um where you know you would have to go from ride to ride and get the little paper from the machine Mm -hmm. still Um, my husband's favorite thing ever on a disney trip (laughs) i mean i miss the paper fast passes i don't miss having to run from tomorrow oh no it's the run that was his favorite part not the actual ticket it was the actual run (laughs) okay he's crazy then i'm way too lazy for that but um i me too that's why i married him (laughs) right like this is the only reason i have you is to go retrieve my fast passes right Uh, but at disneyland they would do like you could get your regular fast passes you didn't have to purchase max pass but if you did you had access to a pool of more times mm-hmm. so there may be more times available or earlier times available than what the regular fast pass was showing okay yep that makes sense all right so it'll be interesting to see and again this is all rolling out next week and one thing that we should mention it is it is rolling out during heather's trip <laughs> So guess who's going to be the Disney Park Princess guinea pig? (laughs) (laughs) We nominate you! (laughs) I'm actually very angry that it is rolling out during my trip because it's rolling out on the same day that I have my VIP tour. Um, And this is upsetting to me because now there will actually be people in the lightning lanes when I just wanted it to be me and my VIP group. So poor, poor Heather. She has to share. <laughs> Hang on, let me get out a very teeny tiny really violin to sing a very, very small sad song for poor VIP tour Heather. <laughs> very very upsetting. Well, um, but so my plan is is while I'm there to try Genie Plus, aka Max Pass, one day, and then maybe another day I'll try like one of the Lightning Lane, you know, separate purchases type the of things. a la carte selections, as yes. they are referring to them, or individual selections. Why can't there acceptable. be just one name? It's, oh, oh, it's so infuriating. It's infuriating. It's infuriating. Yes. Like, I've no, been I, sure. literally like you should have seen when they announced all the different like the night that they announced all of this, like what was it a month ago or something like that? You should have seen me like pacing and ranting and raving to my family. <laughs> Why couldn't it be Max Pass now comes to Disney World and is right. coming back to Disneyland? Why yeah. is it? Why? Why do Why we have to reinvent the wheel at 10 o'clock on a Friday night? Yeah. Stop <laughs> trying to make Genie Plus happen, Disney. Like they are determined. Ugh. 10 years they've had this thing. But anyway, I digress. Look, Maybe we're going to love it. We just won't know, you know. But all we know right now is that the way it's being rolled out and the way it's being described is is very confusing. But who knows? I, this, this could turn out to be the best thing ever. Well, um, we also have be like some, my Disney experience. Like everybody was confused by it and, you know. Right. And then now you it. can't imagine going to Disney without it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that's the on-site versus the off-site difference. And that's, I think, an important one to note. Um Given that you have, you know, Genie Plus selections are made day of, let's talk about what you do still need to book in advance for your trip. And the first thing that comes to mind, and in my mind, the very first thing that you should be booking after you've booked your hotel, like once you've booked your package, your hotel, you have your tickets, whatever, the very next thing you should be doing is booking your park pass reservations. Right. Yes. That That is going to be, that is required when you book. Don't don't think you have to wait until a window yeah. opens or something like that. You can yeah, book There that. is no window for that. Well, right, the only window right now is through the end of 2022. That's right. Because that's all you can buy for. Translation, right. as far as we're concerned, forever. <laughs> as far as, as, far as you can book right now, you need park pass reservations for. I will say um, 
because I'm the bad travel agent in the group. Like, <laughs> I'm very good for my clients. E evil travel agent. For myself. That's I what don't my really clients care. used to call me evil travel agent. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, somebody's got to keep you people in line. But um, for myself, I'm I'm much more lazy, laid back, whatever you want to say. Like, I don't feel like I need to make all of my reservations at once. So for my very busy October middle of food and wine festival trip, I did my park passes two weeks ago and was able to get everything that I wanted. So, so that's really interesting because we have seen sort of, you know, reports on social media and in our groups and things like that of it being, some people have reported it being very difficult to find park pass reservations. And then other people have reported that they had no problem. And to me, this comes down to what time of year are you traveling yeah. a lot? I, I've right. literally never had, I mean, in the few trips that I've made since they reinstated or since they started park passes last summer, I've had zero issue whatsoever um, getting them. Um, I'd imagine if you're going, you know, during spring break or Christmas break or, you know, President's Day weekend, that's probably a different story. Yeah. Yep. Um, and again, this comes down to, it's so funny for whatever reason. And I understand the reasons for park pass and I, I, I get all of that. And yet, and yet <laughs> somehow the thought that I need to know what park I want to go to as soon as it's humanly possible almost bugs me more than needing to know what ride I want to ride on 60 days in advance. I don't know why that is. <laughs> right. I'm actually really annoyed with it. And my trip is in four days. Um, I'm annoyed <laughs> with it because I'm already like, oh, maybe I just want to lay by the pool this day and then like, you know, wander over to Epcot and do some food and wine festival in the afternoon. Well, if I don't have a park pass for Epcot that day, I can't do yeah. that. I have There's to go no to my, wandering. I have to take a bus to Magic Kingdom or wherever it may be. And that bothers me. And mm. not that I'm not a planner. I've made a career out of planning vacation. So I like to have an idea of where I'm going to be and what I'm doing. But I also like to have a vacation. And if I don't want to get up and do rope drop at the Magic Kingdom and I just want to lay by the pool, I would like that option to change yeah. at the last minute. Yeah. Um, so I'm kind of in a situation now where I'm like, do I change all of my park passes to Epcot and just like hope? Like, I don't know. Um, so we'll see how that goes next week. Yeah. I, you know, I'm a, everybody's heard me say this before ad nauseum, um, but I haven't said on the podcast in a while. I may do less, enjoy more kind of Disney traveler when I'm on my own, when it is a personal vacation. And the concept of park pass just chafes <laughs> <laughs> it just, it just, it's like, it's like a bad tag on a t-shirt. It's like an irritant. And I find it just annoying because it's, it feels so antithetical to the way I really love to travel. Now I had the same problem. I mean, essentially fast passes did the same thing. They tied you to a park for a day, right? At least in theory, but it was 60 days in advance, and somehow that doesn't feel as bad as, gee, I think I want to go to Disney, you know, 13 months from now, but I got to, you know, gee, do I want to go to Epcot on Monday? Do I want to go? Mm -hmm. like, that's annoying to me. Yeah. yeah, it's annoying to me, too. I don't like it. Yeah. And also, well, let's 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 just be honest here. They're not really limiting anymore. They're not doing the social distance thing. So why do we care? Like, I know that Disney is doing it to track us and and see where people are spending their time, but it's not necessary. Yeah, but they you, were tracking us they before are still that anyway. Capacity, so. Yeah. I mean, well, here's the thing, like when it was 180 days in advance dining, you had to know which park you were going to be in. Um, so 
Yeah, but how many of us went and changed our our dining reservation? I mean, like, I know I changed mine often and frequently, but because... you're not trying to go to Cinderella's Royal Table or be our guest or, you know, some of that. So some people can't. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, yeah, it's... It's not. The, I, I guess the, the advice anymore, that I would but... give in in terms of park pass is, and tell me if you guys agree with this, because again, I'm not the one doing the, the daily planning for people. Like, are you advising your clients to book park passes as soon as humanly possible, but then, like, you you don't necessarily have to consider them written in stone, right? right? Yes, right. um, you can cancel. You can't change your park passes, but you can cancel and rebook provided there is availability. Right. Um, And Disney themselves says to check the park pass calendar before you book to be sure there is availability before you book your reservation. So um, yeah, that's what Disney says. So I'm telling my clients to, here's your reservation number, book your park passes. Yeah. I I do that too. If they're, you know, if I, people are looking at trips next September, August, I might wait a month to tell them to do it. But, and then when I do tell them, I say, you don't really need to do this now, but I wouldn't let it go much past two or three months before your trip. Like, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So park pass is the very first thing that you need to book. And then the 60 day window, which used to be a fast pass is now dining reservations. Right. Yes. Dining, I'm not never just dining, um, <laughs> there's other things that you can do at 60 Days, such as if you want to go to uh, Savvy's workshop to build the lightsaber or the mm-hmm. droid. Um, I think that's at the Droid Depot in Savvy's workshop is the lightsaber. If you want to do that, that's at 60 Days as well. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, there's a few planning things like that that you can do at 60 Days, not just dining. Yeah, basically anything that has to be pre-booked right now, like fireworks cruises and dessert park, that's all 60 Days. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Exactly. Okay. And then day of planning is Genie Plus selections and possibly individual a la carte selections. Right. Okay. So it to me it sort of feels like the big picture is requires pre-planning, but the actual sort of details of the day are still pretty fluid. I think I think that's a good way to put it. And I for one actually really like that that Mm-hmm. it's a little bit easier to do the day-to-day and you don't have to mm-hmm. have every minute planned out. Yeah. Yeah, I like I like the idea of, you know, same-day park rides because then I'm a little more able to be like, you know what, I don't feel like going on a roller coaster today because I slept funny last night and my neck hurts and mm-hmm. I don't want to, you know, like <laughs> being able to sort of, but whereas before it was like, you know, oh, well, look, I booked this, you know, Space Mountain or not Space Mountain, because that's not going to be Genie Plus, but, you know, Big Thunder Mountain, 60 days in advance, and it was really hard to get, so I'm going to ride it whether I feel like it or not. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, like, I think there is something to be said about too much planning. I have been on my own personal vacations before and just felt overwhelmed with mm-hmm. all the stuff I had planned, and I've said, I'm not going to do this. I'm going to cancel this and, you know, go back to my hotel. Uh, I, and again, we're we're able to do it another time. But I I think there's something to be said about too much planning and too much overthinking. Yeah, I think less, enjoy more. I think yeah. on the flip side, though, you have people that are 
really hardcore planners. Maybe they only go once a year or maybe they go twice a year, but like this is their passion. This is what they love to do. This is really fun for them. You know, it puts them in a good mood. It's kind of like their hobby. And I think those people are really frustrated and angry at these changes because it takes a lot of the planning off the table for them. You know, and that was something that they looked forward to. They had their little spreadsheets and and they would count down to their 60 days or their 180 days. And so I like I feel like having to relinquish that control might be a little hard for some people. Yeah, yeah I agree with that. I can see that. Yeah. yeah. Um, the other interesting piece of information that we have not discussed that we got last week um, is we now know what attractions are and are not included. And this was this was a big piece of you know information that we did not have when we've previously discussed Disney um, Genie Plus. So let's get into that because I have the list right here. So <laughs> at the Magic Kingdom, um, it's basically you know most of the attractions are included in Genie Plus. The two that are not included in Genie Plus and are available as individual a la carte selections are, to the surprise of absolutely nobody, Seven Dwarfs Mine Train and then Space Mountain. So those are the two that are not included in Genie Plus. Interesting. Um, yep. Well, okay. So here's here's a question then. Can you, um, if you're going to do the a la carte thing, can one member of your party do it and not everybody? I, would assume I believe so, so yes. Because yeah. that would be, see, that's good for me because I do not like Space Mountain at Walt Disney World. Mm -hmm. So my husband does. He, we could pay for him Just to go. Just for him. Mm-hmm. Yes. So yeah, they, are in, they are individual selections. So sure. he can buy it and not you. Yeah. I mean, sure. can't you do the same for Genie Plus that you could with Fast Pass Plus and Max Pass? Like, you know, mom and dad want to go ride this while brother and sister want to go over here. Like, we used to do that with my family all the time because uh -huh. my parents didn't like to ride roller coasters. So, mm -hmm. like, they would go ride something else while the rest of us went to Everest or whatever it may be. Yes. Uh -huh. the, only, the only thing to keep in mind about Disney Genie Plus is it, did you purchase it individually or did you purchase it as part of your package? And so if you purchased it as part of a package, then everybody in the room needs to have... Disney well, right. Plus. Yeah. So right. I just want to make sure that's clear for anybody that's listening. <laughs> you know, um, if you purchased it day of as an add on to your individually purchased park admission, then, you know, yeah, I could even, it, but not you or, you know. But it, even if everybody has it, let's say we're. Yeah, all not everybody has to ride the same. We thing. don't, we can all go on different rides yeah. if we want to. Yep, exactly. Yep. Mm -hmm. Uh, so over at Epcot, the individual Lightning Lane selections uh, are Frozen Ever After and Remy's Ratatouille Adventure. Beef, that is going to change. <laughs> that is going to change the second Guardians opens. Let's just put that out there. Um, Frozen Ever After, I, I guarantee, will be dropped uh, in favor of Guardians of the Galaxy. Or maybe they'll just make it three. Probably make list. it three. Yeah. Guess who? Um, and I'm not paying to ride. You not taking my money for Frozen Ever After yeah. Disney. <laughs> but it's your favorite. I'm good. <laughs> I won't even ride it with a VIP guide next week. No. <laughs> wow. Shots fired. Okay. Uh, over at Hollywood Studios, the individual Lightning Lane selections include a Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway and Star Wars Rise of the Resistance. Duh. <laughs> no. Um... And over at Animal Kingdom, the individual Lightning Lane selections include Avatar's Flights of Passage and Expedition Everest, Legend of the Forbidden Mountain. I was very surprised that Everest, Everest. was on the list. Same. Given that it's going down for an extensive refurb. Yeah. I'm not surprised at all about um, Flight of Passage, 
No. But yeah, that is a little bit surprising about um, Everest. So. Yeah. Now, on the other hand, I don't necessarily know what they would replace it with. Right. So. Well, okay. So hearing that list, that's only a few. It's two attractions per park. That's not that bad. No. I mean, I was not happy about it when they, I was just like, you know, why can't they include it all? But that's actually not that bad. And not that I want to pay more, but. I think it's stupid. I'm still not, I don't agree with them, like excluding the most popular rides. Like first you have to make me pay for Genie Plus if I don't want to wait in line. And then I'm paying for this and I can't even choose from all of the rides. Like it's just, it's just such a cash grab and it makes me angry. And then they're limiting how many times you can ride every single ride yeah which is also per, yeah it's not one fair ride and yeah. and the individual lightning lane selections it's not like you can just pay for them ad infinitum it's two per day well, yeah that's it and right. and what makes me mad is okay so you're taking this part of max pass the max pass system where we're paying for everything but max pass used to have every ride available every fast pass ride available now you're taking what um disneyland paris has which is their premier access where you just pay as you go as you want um but then we also have to have genie plus like so it's two systems that they're trying to combine and it just just one just pick i one. wish it were just one in in a perfect world well in a perfect world we wouldn't need, have needed any of this but in the current world the best case scenario as far as i'm concerned would have been Disney Genie Plus, it includes all of the attractions, but maybe it costs more per day. Like that's, instead of $15 per person per day, it costs $20 per person was, per day. Fine by me. I would have paid it. And it should include um, Memory Maker. It should absolutely include Memory Maker. I'm, I'm frustrated that it, well, but it does at Disneyland. <laughs> I was going to say, let's say at Disneyland, it does it include does all of your PhotoPass downloads, yep. which is why it's $5 more. It's also $20 a day at Disneyland. Yeah. But again, I'd still be fine with, you know, 20 at Walt Disney World, you know, but it includes all the rides or whatever, you know, like it's, mm -hmm. I don't know. So, you know, I think the bottom line is there's the macro perspective, the sort of the wide view of your trip, which is, you know, which park do you want to go to or which park do you want to start at on each day? And that's the big thing that needs to be handled in advance. And then when you get a little closer, 60 days, if you want to do any dessert parties, fireworks, dining reservations, lightsabers, that type of stuff. That's all 60 days. What rides do you want to go on? You get to decide that day. Yeah. It's a very different, it's a very different world, so to speak. I don't know. It's less stressful, I think, except for the having to wake up at 7 a.m. now and do Okay, so one. can we get into that 7 a.m. thing for a second? Now, look. Can I somebody do... text me and remind me I need no. to do this? Look, you're both up at 7 a.m. I am a morning, I was about to say, I am a morning person. <laughs> I mean, I am probably up at 7 a.m., but on vacation, that's usually right around the time when I'm, wait, like, there's no alarms on vacation. Yeah, this the is around is, the time. I don't want to have to be. Exactly. <laughs> no, and I know that I don't have to. It is a perk for staying at a Disney resort, right? Like, I can just go to the parks and do it later, but by then everything's done. I don't know. I yeah. don't want to do it. I just don't want to. But I will for you people. Somebody text me and remind me because I will not remember. <laughs> it won't be, it will won't be me. Not. I'm not up at 7 a.m. It, so. <laughs> it will be me. It will be me. I asked Charlotte for help last week on one of the days of Star Cruiser. And I'm like, look, I just can't get up at 4 a.m. for a third day in a row. 
if by chance you get on this this line and and you're able to get through she's like yeah I, i'm setting the alarm i'm gonna be up at seven like, i was and i was she has to set an alarm to be up at seven i'm already up for like two hours yeah <laughs> every day by then yeah my eyes but, pop open anywhere between 5 58 and 608 every morning uh, <laughs> yeah and i was and i was in the in the queue for calling i started dialing in at 658 that's love that's friendship that right there is for charlotte to get up to be on the phone for you at 7 8 like well, that is it. friendship i mean i did it for my client but it turned out that Heather <laughs> was the one who ended up actually Take booking it Take I was gonna say, wind. tell the truth because she got up to call in and she got disconnected, and I was the one that wound up getting yeah. through five hours later. <laughs> yeah. But she was willing. Yes, she yes. was. <laughs> yes, I was. Yes, I was. But it's it's just funny how it how it worked out. But no, I do have to set an alarm to get up at seven a.m. because I I would sleep till ten a.m. every day if I could. So oh, that's just that, that's the dream. I couldn't do that if I tried. I couldn't do it. I I. I I haven't set an alarm unless I'm getting on a plane. There are no alarms in my house <laughs> now, other than alarm. my son. I have a teenage son. He needs an alarm. He would, oh, he's God. like, Charlie, he would sleep until noon if you let him. Yeah. Um, but other than that, for my husband and I, there's, there's no alarms unless there's aircraft involved. <laughs> you know, <laughs> the only legitimate reason to set an alarm as far as I'm could travel. That's it. <laughs> I would like to yeah. stay up late and sleep late every day, but it doesn't happen anymore. So thank you. Yep. Um, so that's it. So that's sort of what we know so far about what are going to be the differences in planning your Walt Disney World vacation. Now, we're recording this on um, October 12th at 2.17 p.m. There is a distinct and very high possibility that between now and when you listen to the podcast, things have changed because things are changing so rapidly at Disney these days and they're rolling out all of these things. And as we, you know, as we've discussed earlier on the podcast, we were talking about like, it's not enough, enough to have this, you know, chaotic galactic star cruiser thing. Now we've got a Disney Cruise Line release. Now we've got a Genie Plus release. Now we've got a, let's do all the things on one day at Disney. <laughs> um, which is, that's just how Disney operates. Um, we're used to it. Doesn't make it any easier, <laughs> Doesn't, you know, still very stressful, um, you know, if you know a travel agent, hug a travel agent. If you are a travel agent, we salute you. We sympathize. <laughs> you know? Send noodles and right. wine. Yes. Um, so this is all subject to change. And we'll know more when Heather gets back from her Walt Disney World trip because she is leaving next week. Um, and we'll have all of the details and has graciously volunteered to be our guinea pig. Yes. I, I'm paying for Genie Plus for all of you. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I'm putting my curmudgeon, my curmudgeonness aside so I can explore for all of you. All right. You're going to have, I mean, you've said it. You're putting your curmudgeonness aside. So you're going into it with an open mind, right? I, well, I didn't say that. I said, yeah. that <laughs> you said I'm setting my curmudgeonness aside. <laughs> That's exactly what you said, actually. <laughs> so I already told Justin one of the days we have to go and buy Genie Plus so I could try it out and then I'll try the a la carte, whatever, lightning lane, whatever it's called. And, oh, that was the we'll other thing I wanted to discuss because we did get, a, you know, a little bit of an insight into what the a la carte selections, like what the pricing of those is going to look like. Um, and I think that's good information to have because, you know, in a vacuum, I was imagining crazy numbers. <laughs> you know, it's Disney. So, um, so this is from the official Walt Disney World frequently asked questions for, um, Disney Genie Plus and Lightning individual Lightning Lane selections. 
Individual Lightning Lane selections. Prices will vary by date, attraction, and park. For example, the Lightning Lane entrance to Remy's Ratatouille Adventure will be $9 per person on October 19th and $11 per person on October 23rd. As another example, on both of those dates, Lightning Lane entrance to Expedition Everest, Legend of the Forbidden Mountain, will be $7 per person, while Star Wars Rise of the Resistance will be $15 per person. Throughout the year, prices may be lower on some days and higher on other days. This option may be purchased up at up to two different attractions each day. So a couple of things that I found really interesting from that. A, they describe the pricing as fluctuating per day, whereas I had previously thought that it might actually be like, like Uber or Lyft, like surge pricing. Like yeah. they could actually use it to move people during the day. And they still might. And they still could. But the way this is written, yeah, it seems to describe it as by day. And I think that's high. I mean, I uh, guess it's high because they want less people to use it kind of a way. But I just paid 11 euros per person for Remy's Ratatouille ride at Disneyland Paris. So that's about 13 something per person. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Yeah, I actually... This is about what I anticipated, but there was a tiny part of me that was worried that it could be higher. I mean, I'm sure at Christmas it probably gets really, really high. <laughs> yeah. um, but I mean, I think it is priced fairly, but that adds up very quickly. So, you know, if you have, you've never been or you haven't been in a long time and you want to hit all the big rides, you're either waiting for several hours for each of them or you're spending a lot of money for these a la carte items, you know, yeah. like it adds up quickly, especially yeah. if you're more than one person. Yeah. Right. Again, again, with the a la carte, you can only purchase the a la carte two times per day. So can I purchase it for the same attraction? What if I want to ride? It seems to indicate, so indicate that you can. Oh, we can. Okay. It seems to indicate that you can. That's not verified yet. Um, you can only purchase up Oh no, two different attractions. Yes, Excuse it has me. to be different. This option may be purchased at up to two different attractions okay. per day. So you cannot buy two. You can't just go on Rise of the Resistance twice. Yeah, but if that's what I want to spend like my money on, I can park hop to it tomorrow or something, you know? Mm -hmm. So that's yep. a yep. save save some money that way, maybe. It's yeah. I mean it's an interesting thing and I don't know who's in charge of their algorithms and I don't want to be that person. So it's definitely an interesting way to do it. Yeah, I heard you guys debating the um, Bob Chapek versus Josh Tomorrow of it all last yeah. week, and I was laughing heavily because um, I am, to the surprise of absolutely nobody, on the opposite team from Heather. Um, <laughs> I happen to know him, and he's a wonderful human being. That's I'm why I'm sure he is a wonderful team human being. I'm sure he is a lovely, lovely, lovely individual. Um, he just has a different mindset. He is a data-driven person. There was a great article in... I think it was Vanity Fair about sort of the Iger, Chapek, you know, perspectives and so on and so forth. And it was really very interesting. Um, but again, you know, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not mad at them trying to make their money back. Like they lost a lot of money and I want these parks to continue for many, 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 <laughs> many years to come. I want my children and my children's children and my children's children to all be able to enjoy the Disney theme parks. And so I'm not mad at them charging for these things. I'm really not. Um, I just want there to be, I want it to be like, I just want it to make sense. Make it make sense. Just make it be easy. Why does everything have to be so hard? Like, okay, fine. You want to charge me for fast pass? Great. 
like let's this is going to be included in the cost when you go you could choose to do it you could choose not to do it the end which they are sort yeah. of doing with genie plus but like then now I have to do a la carte because I didn't realize that the ride I really want to ride right. isn't included in your Genie Plus. Why did I pay that $15 yeah. a right. day? But also, if I want to ride Rise of the, if I want to pay 15 bucks per pop and ride Rise of the Resistance twice in one day, let me. Yeah. That's why I was so angry last week. I let me spend my Genie Pluses where I want to spend them. Don't tell me what I can and can't ride. Yeah. That seems uh. like Charlotte line. Don't tell me what I can do. <laughs> <laughs> So back, I don't even know how long ago now, several years ago, when they announced that they were going to do Disney Genie. And we didn't know exactly what that. It was like the last D23. Yeah, we didn't know exactly what that meant. And I know that there was some speculation. What does this mean for travel agents? And just when you think, oh, I don't need a travel agent because here (laughs) I have Disney Genie to do it all for me. Then they add all these things that we don't even understand yet and this is what we do all the time now we will understand it we will understand it better than your average person or we should um so i'm not worried (laughs) i I wasn't actually worried anyway but um it's just uh job security thanks yeah for sure for sure so all right well so that does it for this week's episode of the disney park princess podcast uh coming up next on our patreon extra charla has a little surprise for us it is a disney tagline with a twist game i've been told i can't call it trivia but i think it's trivia so it's we'll see <laughs> trivia because she loves trivia. it's kind of trivia but not exactly trivia. Trivia, she only likes not. trivia she doesn't have to play because now she's won so now it's up to us that's it yeah she retires the field triumphant <laughs> uh so that does it for episode 145 thank you so much for joining us it's going to be just charla and i next week because heather's going to be at walt disney world and we are not jealous at all. Yes. I will specifically be on my VIP tour with our friends. So we'll send you pictures. Whatever. <laughs> it's fine. Enjoy, really. No, have a fabulous time. No, uh, no, I do. I want you to have an amazing time. Uh, and that does it. Stay tuned for our Patreon extra. What's that? You're not a Patreon supporter? You don't get the extra? Go to patreon.com slash Disney Park Princess to help support us. Thank you so much to all of you who have joined us over the past week. It really makes a huge difference. There are still happy dances, by the way, when we get emails that we have on Patreon. <laughs> Text messages still go out. You know, there's, it's you know, very shaking is done. It's very exciting. Um, don't forget to follow us on Instagram. Don't forget to, you know, follow our Facebook page. Join our Facebook group. Um, And we've even got some YouTube videos out there, so you can find us there as well. Thanks so much for listening, and we'll talk to you next week. Bye, guys. Bye.